2: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
3: Football. Energy drinks. Beer. More football.
0: Welcome to Bink at Night. 8 o'clock hour. Welcome back to Bink at Night. Jay Binkley, Grant Nicholson. You notice something, Grant? I've told you, like, I saw it on the news a couple weeks ago, and I should have known this, but whatever. We lose like two minutes of daylight a day. You and can kind of get back it. To that
4: fall back air. Yeah, we can, man. We used to leave the show at 9 and it'd be pretty light it's, out still. It's still light,
0: yeah. So if you're out there mowing right now, you get those, uh, get the old headlights on, the old John Deere. You little dark. It's starting to feel more like fall, man. I know these temperatures are swamp ass hot, but, but just give us a break. Maybe not like a New Orleans style break with Ida, with the hurricane. No. Just cool down a little bit. 785 text me bank i weigh 145 is it all right if i wear my stone cold jersey to the opener here's the deal man i love chris jones so i'd love to see his jersey out there more or do i need to go back to patter the badger is that violating your three bills rule you're in violation as much as you like chris jones you can't do it there's nothing worse than i'm not weight shaming you at 145 pounds who knows you
4: might be a kid i don't know But 145 pounds. Grant, what do you weigh? I weigh 175-ish. Two or three the other way. All right. It's fine. 145. I can't wear a Stone Cold jersey then is what I'm gathering from these rules. No, no. I'm
0: unaware. I can just picture it now. It's like dangling off the arms and stuff and the waist. You know know what it is. That 9 and 5 covers the whole body
4: like all folded on the sides.
0: Leave the 90s to the 280-plus, guys. Actually, if you're three spins, you should probably be in Orlando Brown, a Lucas Niang, a Creed Humphrey, a Trey Smith, Joe Tooney. Like If you're big, know your role, man. There's nothing worse, as I've said, when you see that one and five stretched out where somebody wearing a Patrick Mahomes jersey. I get it. We all like Patrick. We all do. But there's no reason if you're fat to stretch out the one and five. You can't do it. Know your role. I know my role. My role is lineman or 90s when you get Chris Jones, something like that. Bigger guys should wear the bigger numbers. Smaller guys should wear the the Tyree Kills of the world or the Patrick Mahomes. Little Badgers.
4: Surely big dudes can get, like, linebacker
0: numbers, too. Mm, Depending on your 250, 240, somewhere in, like, the – I'd say two twenty to two sixty range, you get away with linebackers. But if you're three spins, you probably even shouldn't do linebackers. So you think that the stay j- at
4: the D, D tackle, offensive line, know your role. So your personal size dictates the jersey that that you're allowed to wear. One hundred percent, based on similarly sized players. Pull up the, the
0: Chiefs roster, look at weights. Go step on a scale, not the fake weight you tell your girlfriend or your mistress or your wife or whatever. I once knew a dude that was at least 400 pounds. And he told his girlfriend he was 280. And I was like, maybe when he was born. Like, be honest about it. And then just by yourself, whatever, in your home, hop on a scale or whatever. You just went to the doctors, they weighed you or whatever. Then take that, go to a roster's, and look at what you need to do. Then go to the NFL store and find a jersey. It's fun to wear a jersey. I get it. It's fun. Even see people doing it in the cold, you know, with their stuff in their jacket, you know, underneath their jersey, whatever it is. It's fine. Do it. But Grant, doesn't it look a little silly when you see the one and five stretched out like it shouldn't be stretched out?
4: No, you're 100% right. It's just. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Most people think I'm a jerk. It's just funny to hear it like said out loud. <laughs> by, your, by your rules. I don't hold back, man. I'm I'll like say between I, a I'm a bigger or dude.
0: I'm a bigger dude. So I'll, I'll, I'll flat out admit it. I can't wear Tyreek Hill or Patrick Mahomes because I would stretch out the one and five or the one and zero. Hell, I can't even wear Kelsey. I'm
4: past that. Where's the Orlando Brown jersey coming in? When is that hitting the front steps of Binks Like Palace?
0: Zeus? Zeus, you, I could pull that off. I could pull off a of Chris Jones. I should probably stick with the offensive line, though. Or go defensive line, maybe a Derek Nottie.
4: But you can't grab a Frank Clark, you don't think? Man, I... Man, I don't know, man. The 5.5 five is pretty, I mean, it's I know, wide.
0: no, I couldn't pull that off, man. I want to, but I can't. It's got to be in the 90s, the 80s, the 70s, the 60s. Even 50s, like a Creed Humphrey 52, even that might be a stretch, even though he's over three bills, three spins. I guess you could pass it off. Said Humphrey on the back of it or whatever. You could pull it off.
4: I'm just trying to spitball here, just going for it.
0: 816 says he's 200 pounds. He's got a Will Shields, or, or could be a lady. I've got, I'm only 200 pounds, but I've got a Will Shields. My last name is Shields, though.
4: Mm, I feel like that's all right. Nah, I don't know, man. Come on, you get like two out it's of three It's a Hall of Fame there. lineman.
0: The only jersey I ever bought was a Derek Thomas. The only one, because my favorite player ever. Derek Thomas. As far as you know, buying the nice one where everything's sewn on, Derek Thomas. But I was about 230 pounds when I did it. It was in high school. Then I retired doing it. Someone once gave me, like, a burning Cosa or something because it was kind of a joke with their fantasy I didn't wear it because of the rules.
4: Rules are rules. The rules are important, then. Okay, fair enough. What about, like, ba- does it translate to basketball jerseys? Like, I have a Joel Embiid jersey.
0: If you're 300 pounds, you have no business <laughs> in a basketball jersey, bro. None. And if you buy baseball, just leave the number off. Like hockey, when I buy a hockey jersey, I don't get it personalized. I, I buy the real jerseys, they just don't put a name on it. And guys get moved around all the time anyway, so what's the point of it?
4: Do you own a jersey? Yeah, I've got a bunch of jerseys, yeah. Most of mine are like soccer players or like basketball. I do not own so a you Chiefs. So could, you
0: could pass for that, though. That that works with your size.
4: Yeah, I don't own a Chiefs jersey, no.
0: If you did, who would you get?
4: I wanted to get, for the longest time, I really wanted to get an Eric Berry jersey. I never did. But that was the one that I was kind of my white whale I never got. Probably save some money. Yeah, save some coin for sure. So what would you buy right now? Uh, probably a Patrick Mahomes jersey. I mean, he's the man, isn't he?
0: You yeah, could be fine in it. I mean, that's I'd like to be heavier jerseys than you, too. Like I
4: might get a Matthew jersey. I mean you're,
0: you're teetering yeah, on 180. There's,
4: there's not a single player on the team that weighs as much as me. But you like would Thompson.
0: You wouldn't stretch to one and five, and that's what's important. I see your point. You see what I'm saying? I see your point. Like, don't you think it'd look a little silly if I was rocking a Mahomes? As much as I like Patrick Mahomes, wouldn't it be a little bit silly if I was rocking it? Wouldn't you kind of say, like,
4: know your role, man. You just Come on, dude. It's I like, probably God. wouldn't, but, like, I could understand someone thinking that, yeah. Do you want me to say yes? Do you want me to just say it? Yeah, be honest. I want, I, I, I want
0: honesty here. I don't want... Bishop Sycamore, fake stuff. I want real stuff.
4: I'm being honest, it's like I probably wouldn't care,
0: but yeah, I'd rock I could. a bitch about Bishop Sycamore's jersey. Yeah, you would I'd probably even rock a 1015. <laughs> you know why? Fake team, I can wear a fake jersey.
4: How do you feel okay, I thought about this the other day. How do you feel about like any player being able to wear any number pretty much in the NFL now? I kind of hate it. Actually I like it. Kyle Pitts wearing the I like eight it. looks silly. There's too much space. Now get it. it There's too much space on the
0: jersey. It. Jersey rules are broken a tad bit in college football when you see a There's, 300 pound man wearing like a two. Yeah. Because you can do that in, the, in, in college football.
4: I don't know, man. And like defensive linemen wearing like single digits, that doesn't fly. It looks bad.
0: Well, now you know you can't change your number, even though the Badgers can change it next year because of people buying jerseys. Like that became a big part. Like, oh my God, they're switching jerseys. We've already sold these already on Fanatics. We can't do that. We can't do that exactly. Defensive linemen, by the way, can wear numbers 50 to 79 and 90 to 99. Linebackers can wear anywhere from 1 to 59 and 90 to 99. Under the old rules, they can only wear 40 to 59 and 90 to 99. Defensive backs can wear 1 to 49, perfect, or they're allowed to wear 20 to
4: 49. I mean, call me old school. I only want single digit numbers for like quarterbacks. Some of these these
0: linemen though, they're they're pretty jacked up, man. They're pretty there's not much body fat on them when they're rocking them.
4: I know, but it's still they're huge and they're big and they're wide. I don't know. It looks silly.
0: I didn't mean to hurt this guy's feeling. I mean, he really wants to wear his Chris Jones. He probably should put it to Chris Jones, one of those nice little deals they got that you can put on a wall.
4: I kind of thought your rules were silly, your jersey rules. I'm kind of coming around on them.
0: 417, be man enough to wear a Patrick Mahomes jersey. No, not going to do it. I'd buy one and put it on the wall. You know? Display it. Yeah, it's fine. There's no rules against displaying an object or a uh, jersey. Now, wearing it's different. Seriously, look in the mirror I know people gain weight as they get older sometimes. Sometimes they don't, they lose, you know, whatever. But most people gain weight, especially if you get married, then it's like 30 pounds guaranteed. But the bottom line is, if you're stretching the one and five, don't do it. Just realize that you need to lose some weight to wear that jersey. Use that as, you know, inspiration when you look in your closet and say, man, I really want to start wearing this Patrick again. I really want to start wearing 15. It may give you the inspiration to maybe mix a salad in once in a while. Or get that Diet Coke with your Big Mac. Actually, you shouldn't even be eating Big Macs. Probably just stick with the salad or soup or something. Or get on a fancy diet and fast or whatever. But that could give you inspiration if you just blew like a cup of honey on a jersey and you can't, it doesn't go in your rules. 816, what are your rules for tight end? Again, know your role. I mean, you can be 250, 260, in a, in a tight end, Jersey, of course. If you're a bigger guy, 6'4, six, 6'5. Six, By the way, speaking of bigger guys, Danon Parks had a dude that's 7'7 seven seven in from Topeka. But totally off the subject. He's the tallest man in America now. Though. There's a little bit of, you know, it's not official official, but the seven foot eight guy that was like 38 years old just died up in Minnesota. So he's from Topeka, seven foot seven. You, you might say Bulbo. He's five inches taller than Bulbul. Did you see him in in studio?
4: Yeah, just right here, man. We fist bumped. <laughs> like, well, he can wear whatever the hell he wants. I mean, that's not the biggest ceiling out there. Did he have to, like, duck? Did he st- I, I put a picture on Twitter. Did you? I, I said I,
0: it, it to Dana, so it's under tweets and replies. It's not just direct. But I got his picture with Dana Parks. Dude's a monster. Topeka. Tallest man in America. Maybe. But you guys know what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm not trying to be a jerk here at all. But let's be honest. If you're going to do it, do it right. Or I guess you can do whatever the hell you want. I mean, you can. Literally, there's no rules, so you can do whatever you want. But I'm just saying, it looks kind of silly. That is a big dude.
4: Isn't it, though? That guy is tall, man. Supposedly,
0: that's the tallest man in America.
4: From right here, man. That's pretty kind of nuts.
0: I don't know, man. You get a lot of issues when you're that tall. He's know, is, battling through it. That's awesome. He's got a great attitude,
4: but. That guy could wear a Travis Kelsey jersey. He can but. wear whatever the hell he wants.
0: If you're seven foot seven, I don't care, man. You're seven seven. I doubt they could fight a jersey for you unless you go to Kansas City Tintin You're probably not getting a jersey. You know what I'm saying? It's not like you can go to Fanatics and go to, oh, let me look for the 7XL. Not gonna happen. Gonna have to be homemade. I feel bad for people looking for clothes. And they charge more if you're fat. Like these these big and tall stores, more more clothing, more material. Ch- try it. Go into a big and tall store someday. It is much more expensive than Rock and Coles or anything else. Much more expensive.
4: I don't doubt that. Like fat people pay more money that.
0: to buy clothing than anywhere else. And, yes, I shop at those places, so stop. I'm not putting anybody on blast, maybe myself. But it ticks me off. It's not good on the budget. I'm, I'm I'm trying to lose weight. I've lost 15 pounds the last two weeks. I'm shout doing, out. I'm, yeah, yeah, shout out. How about that? Yeah, that's pretty good. Well, I've got clothes, you know, and it's like the quarantine wasn't good on me, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it
4: wasn't good on a lot of people.
0: But, you know, you, I'm not doing one of these fasting things either. I'm you know, just being careful. Or watching what I eat, but I'm, not, I'm actually watching it because usually I just shove it in. And I'm actually watching it, right?
4: Portion control. Yeah, looking at what that I mean. All sort of silly stuff. Looking at yeah. what I mean, you know? Yeah. It
0: makes a big difference. 913, I'm 6'4, 185. Can I wear a Kelsey jersey? Ruling. 6'4,
4: though, I mean, you kind of getting there. That is a stretch for it, but that. Pink, I'm 6'3, and I weigh basically the same as this guy. Can that would, I wear a Kelsey jersey? Would,
0: that would, again, tight ends, there's, it's kind of a gray area. It really is. It's a Noah gray area. It really is. Like tight ends are kind of in between. He does six foot four. That's, you know, you're getting tight end size there, you know, as far as height is concerned. And if you're 185 pounds, you can pack in there 20 on this football season. You'd be just fine. Just buy that jersey a little bigger. 913, bank first season. We had season tickets. I was in a Barry jersey. A lot of people were in Eric Barry jerseys. Oh, but he was 320 pounds.
4: Oh, I didn't see that part.
0: See, now that's not right. Don't do Eric Berry like that, man. 320 pounds. You were stretching right, out the two and nine. I might
4: you? be out on the rules again. I was in on the rules for a little bit, but just let him wear the jersey. Okay,
0: So if you're 360 pounds and you're rocking a Patrick Mahomes, you're fine with that.
4: I you don't really You don't care. think, the, you don't think that's a little spend, bit silly. If they want to spend a couple hundred bucks to rock the one five, why not? Let him wear the one five. Who but cares? if you stretch the one and the five, don't do it. Pat's not stretching the one of five. Who cares? If Joe, yeah, and he's got like Joe from Topeka wants to wear the one. No, five. Joe with
0: Topeka doesn't need to do that. Joe with okay. Topeka needs to know his rule. Okay. Three oh three. What was the guy's name? You disrespectful humps.
4: What, what name? What guy? What? He's probably talking about the tall guy, the America tall guy. I don't know. Oh, Gilcrest. We oh, we're coming off Gilcrest.
0: Nice guy. Great guy. Are we coming off looking like jerks in this segment? I don't know, man. 303? Where the hell's 303? Where the hell did they get off texting the show? No idea. Did mom open up her basement or something and give you her phone? Man, damn. Anyway, I didn't get to around the NFL. We'll do the next.
3: This is Bink at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio.
2: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: Welcome back to Vegan Night, Jay Binkley, Grant Nicholson. A lot of people want rules clarifications. It's very simple. From the 620, Bink, I'm 6'8, 433 pounds. I used to be a bouncer at some clubs at Westport in the early 2000s. Can I wear my home jersey? I hate to say this because you're kind of big. No! But you're 6'8, 433. And I'm a safe distance from you. So I say no. 913, Bink, I'm 5'10, 210 pounds. You're saying the only jersey I should wear is Darwin Thompson? Nope. I didn't say that. Jerk and who's making this roster. He's five foot nine, 208. It's very similar to 5'10", 210, right? He wears number one. You can wear that.
4: That's what he's doing. Again, find your role. Find your role. Find the player. I feel like your rules just boil down to you know it when you see it.
0: Maybe. Clyde's five seven 207. We're Clyde. Someone says I was born in 1972. I think I can wear whatever I want, (laughs) Bink. I was born in 1973. Yeah, you can wear whatever the hell you want, but I have the right to call you stupid. Because that's what you're going to look like if you're 300 pounds wearing a 15. Sorry. We all have freedoms. You have the freedom to do whatever you want. I have the freedom to call you stupid. Them's the brakes. Mention the NFL segment around the NFL. There is some... New stuff kind of on Deshaun Watson. Obviously, you heard about the Dolphins maybe wanting to trade. I don't know what Tua's thinking. Dolphins wanting to trade for Deshaun Watson. It would be interesting in the AFC picture when you think of quarterbacks. I guarantee the Patriots' bills would say, no, 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 no. That would scare them. They should scare them. Dolphins were a 10-win team last year. Imagine, like Tua even admitted he didn't completely know the playbooks, why he saw a lot of Fitzpatrick last year. But They would go Deshaun Watson. Once he takes care of everything that's going on, who knows what he says. But Tom Pellicero of NFL Network spoke about the uh, latest on Deshaun. Well,
1: Andrew, I would start by saying the Texans don't necessarily have to do anything. As Ian and I reported over a month ago, the Texans were willing and are willing to listen to offers for Deshaun Watson. But the price is going to be high. Three first round picks and more at least the price has not changed. The Texan stance that they are listening to Deshaun Deshaun Watson trade offers has not changed. And if they don't get the price that they want, then they are willing to wait. Now, of course, you have some complicating factors here when it comes to Watson, starting with serious allegations of sexual misconduct in 22 civil lawsuits, a grand jury probe, the district attorney, the NFL have all looked into this and you have the possibility down the line eventually of a suspension for Watson, though, based on the speed at which things are moving. That's probably something out in 2022. Watson also, remember, has a no trade clause, so he has some control over where he's willing to go. And it has been well established with the league for some time that one place Watson would like to end up. Is Miami, so you can expect the Texans with that roster cutdown deadline tomorrow. We'll continue to listen, we'll continue to engage, but there are teams, Ian, as you know, that would prefer perhaps Watson's available come 2022, that the Texans hold him in one way or another on the roster this season, whether he's playing or not, and would maybe like to make a move next spring when some of the other things off the field in the serious legal situation. Have been I
0: think involved. next year we're going to be in the same boat we are this year with the quarterback carousel. Again, proven commodity in the NFL. Led the NFL in passing yards last year. Everybody's looking for the Mahomes. If he clears everything else up, that's your guy. I, mean, I doubt he would make shelter himself. <laughs> that's what he needs to do. But he's, he's obviously a talent, and everybody's looking for that guy. But Aaron Rodgers could be free agent next year. Looking around. Russell Wilson I mean, went back to Seattle this year, but they did try to make a deal there with Chicago up in North Dakota before the season started. I don't know, maybe he's part of the deal. But another guy that kind of talked about this yesterday, he does a segment on a news station in Miami. He lives in Miami. He's a big-time sports agent, Drew Rosenhaus. Tyreek Hill agent, as a matter of fact. He's not Deshaun Watson's agent. That's David Mulguleta. But Drew Rosenhaus obviously represents some Miami players, lives in the city of Miami. His ears are to the ground. The guy's a super agent, and he hears things. This is what he said last night on a news station in Miami.
2: I wouldn't be surprised to see Deshaun Watson with the Miami Dolphins for the first game of the regular season. The Dolphins are absolutely working on this deal with the Texans. There is obviously holdups with compensation. They want three first-round picks, plus That's not going to happen while he has an uncertain legal future. The Dolphins have to make sure that they have contingencies in the event that these legal issues become a serious problem. But I do think there's a legitimate possibility that the Dolphins will acquire one of the best players in the NFL in Deshaun Watson. And if he can clear those legal hurdles, man, the Dolphins have a franchise quarterback for the first time since
1: Dan Marino.
0: True. The Eagles actually supposed to have three first-round picks next year. But it's dependent on Carson Wentz. If he has 75, which went on the COVID list today, But if Wentz, the close contact type thing, he'll be back. Of course, he had that injury in the offseason, took care of it. Same with Quentin Nelson. If he plays 75% of the Colts' snaps, they get a first-round pick. Again, the Eagles are very interested in Carson Wentz, what he does this year. 75% of the snaps, that second-round pick becomes a first-round pick. If he doesn't, they second-round pick, not a first-round Big difference. If he plays 70% of the snaps, and yet the Colts still make the playoffs, Becomes a first-round pick again. Those are the stipulations. They have three first-rounders. Miami does not. Miami last year, remember, Jettison, because they moved back. They uh, they moved back and forth. They got one from the Niners, the Trey Lance deal, then the Micah Parsons deal. They traded at 12 with the Cowboys for that. They don't quite have three next year, but that might be too much of an asking price, especially in someone you can't guarantee can play. And if Nick Casario, the new GM of the Texans, he's trying to play hardball, but it's hard to play hardball when the dude's still got like pending cases. Can't do it, but he's a difference maker. He's a difference maker on a football team. There's no doubt about it. And then all of a sudden, he starts getting that pantheon of quarterbacks again. If everything was all clear and Deshaun never had any problems, where would you rank him amongst AFC quarterbacks? Would you put him ahead of Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen?
4: I think I probably would, only because we've only seen one year out of Josh Allen, and I think he's just like a better, like, pure throwers in Lamar, right? Yeah,
0: and they want to do more run-and-shoot type stuff in Baltimore this year. Obviously, Dobbins is going to be a big part of their pass game. He's not. Gus Edwards is going to get a lot of run there in Baltimore, but he only has 18 catches the last three seasons. But he's been you know, a five-yard per carry type of guy, but they need that outlet in the passing game. And again, this is a team that set the NFL rushing record two years ago, Baltimore.
4: Yeah, because, I mean, if you're starting your franchise tomorrow, who would you pick of those three? It'd be Deshaun Watson.
0: Probably so. I mean three yeah. for 4,823 yards on a bad football team. Yeah. He has beaten Mahomes in the regular season, lost to him in that playoff game, when they blew a 24-point lead. That wasn't exactly all Deshaun Watson's fault. No doubt about it. But, again, I think, I mean, just who he is and what he's done. I mean, this that guy did light up Alabama for 400 yards in the two times he phased them in the playoffs. But Deshaun Watson, I think... <laughs> Jumps ahead, like right now he's not ahead of those guys. But if he's playing and everything's cleared, I think he goes back to the head of the pack. What we were talking about is this: the next great rivalry, Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. Could happen. We don't know yet. I think it becomes more pressing if he does end up in the AFC. Like, what's New England thinking? Like, yeah, and Mac Jones, we trust going forward. The Buffalo Bills, what are they thinking? Uh-oh. Again, we can look at Buffalo and say, oh, is that the team to face the Chiefs? They have a tougher road in the division.
4: Kind of gets like a crowded AFC East for the first time in decade, decade Robert and is
0: going to do better things. I know they just traded for Shaq Lawson because they lost Carl Lawson to the injury. Shaq Lawson, not a big deal. But Robert Sala's got a different game plan for the team. We'll see what happens there. Obviously, Sam Darnold's down in Carolina. Different deal. Zach Wilson's tearing things up in the preseason. Again, it's preseason. Who cares because the actual leading passer quarterback rating in the preseason was Drew Locke, and he's the backup in Denver. But who knows what to do? In the Bills lost 32 of 35 games to the Patriots when they had Tom Brady. But again, if Deshaun Watson ends up there, you can make a strong argument. Well, obviously the best two quarterbacks in the division or Deshaun Watson would be in Josh Allen would be the two best quarterbacks in the division. But again, let's look at this division. We, we think Justin Herbert's the truth. We think. But again, last year he did not play with a team that had expectations. It was a lot looser. He didn't have to audible in front of rabid fan bases. He had the audible in front of cardboard or 20% capacity, which is much different this year. We'll see. It's one year. We'll see if he can back it up I'm from the show me state. So show me and do it again. And he have no faith in Derek Carr. And then I don't know what the Broncos are doing. Teddy had a good preseason. I do like that roster. I do like that roster, not going to lie. I like their skill position. I just not like their coach. Like it's holding them back. I just can't wait, man. I just can't <laughs> wait for the season to get started. We have so many question marks, but we always get answers. Somebody we think is good is going to suck. And somebody think sucks is going to be good. Vice versa, whatever I said.
4: I'm still trying to figure out who's going to be the bust of that quarterback class we talked about a billion times. Could be fun. I mean, Zach wasn't showing this Zach Wilson was showing
0: not great signs in training camp, but then the preseason he's been pretty damn good. I mean, Trey Lance, they gave up a ton for him. I still think Justin Fields is going to be the top of this class. Besides Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is the real deal.
5: Outside of Trevor Lawrence, I agree.
0: Who's going to be the guy? But you know that Mitch Trubisky is always going to surface. And last year, more than any year, you would think it would be the year because you were dealing with teams playing only conference games. COVID would cancel games here and there. Games would be scheduled in three, games, three days' notice. A lot of guys opted out of the bowl games, didn't even play them. So I'm, I'm curious. I wish Justin would have got that opportunity to play uh, Oregon last year. But the guy did go to two straight college football playoff games, which is huge. Coming up next, Patrick Mahomes said something after the game that I found pretty interesting regarding this offensive line. We'll discuss that next.
3: This is Bink at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio. T-Mobile
2: has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours
0: Welcome back to Big and I Jay Binkley, Grant Nicholson. Sorry if I was too mean earlier. Actually, no. With the whole jersey rules thing. Did you know, Grant, I just checked my phone because I had to get a new one? And I hate new phone. 82 degrees still. That's too hot, man.
4: That's disgusting.
0: You're paying for your own air now, right?
4: Yeah. awful
0: you're not uh, milking mama dad for the air conditioning yet
4: no 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 i've been moved out for like two years now so so you
0: get it It sucks doesn't it what do you keep what do you keep your uh place at
4: during the day it's like 76 but when i get home it's like 72 71 (laughs) 72 is too hot
0: you think so i keep it about 66 at night
4: Art, I just moved
0: to a new apartment
4: like a month ago. It
0: takes a lot of energy moving that bad boy, you know, down. I mean, it really does. So I try not to get too high on it because cooling off is a much more strenuous process on that air conditioner. You know what I'm
4: saying? Yes. Yeah,
0: but we all pay something for to it consider. To We all pay for it on Evergy at the beginning of the month, right? You pay for your comfort. I just like being hot, man.
4: I hate it. I despise it. I love I the too. fall in the winter. It's like why I like cold weather. Why wear shorts in the winter?
0: Except last year yeah, I wore I pants mean, a few days because remember it was like minus 10 pants weather.
4: One time I came in and you were in like khakis or work pants or something. Yeah, because it, it was, was like pretty, minus 10. It's pretty jarring. I thought I was like in a dream or something. Well,
0: I'm just saying. 30 degrees. It's all what you're accustomed to, too. Like I've seen people out washing their cars in the 30s. In January, because they're so used to the you know the cold of December, and it gets like 70-something, 70, 70 degrees or 68. It's like summertime. And then it goes right back down because you're in Kansas City. So this is Mahomes after the game, and it's what I like to hear about this offensive
4: line.
2: Yeah, for, I mean, for sure. I mean, it's gotten better each and every week. I think they've had an amazing preseason. They haven't got hit a lot. Um I don't think I really got touched today, and that just speaks to them and uh, how they've been playing. Uh, They've done a great job, and they're getting better each and every week, so uh, I'm excited for the season.
0: Exactly. Not getting hit, doing the things he wants to do. And we saw the old sidearm pass to Travis Kelsey. Imagine him in a clean pocket, what kind of stuff he can do to other teams. I mean, again, Andy Reid, being they can call whatever they want. Clean pocket. You got Mahomes back there dancing around. This is why I love the – that's why I love the shot at 5,000 yards. But, again, you know, it could be dictated differently. Maybe I know they want to have more of an emphasis on the running game, which they could. Maybe Clyde – if that – Mahomes throws – if he throws for 4,300 yards, are Spro's still probably going to win. It probably – again, I think he's going to be on the field a lot because I think the defense is going to get a lot of three and outs this year. It's going to be unlike the clock control that teams would do when they would beat the Chiefs. Continue the clock, keep it moving, long seven-minute drives – Keith Mahomes over there on the sideline, but with this defense, they can turn some
4: three and outs, man. You can get him on the field more. And Eric Bieniemy said that they consider the slant route part of the run game too. So,
0: yeah, part of the you know extending, extending the runs using passes. Clyde even said during OTAs he's been split out. He's played the outside wide receiver. They split him out. They do different things with him. Just like the uh, Gore touchdown, you know, fifty six yards on the screen. You'll see a lot of that this year. You also said this about the offensive line when it comes to the communication process.
2: Yeah, I think it just comes with the the communication, uh, everybody being on the same page. I mean, obviously... They're all really talented. I mean, that, that, that you can see that in that practice. You can see that when they're doing one-on-ones, or whatever it is. But as you kind of gel as an offensive line with the quarterback, with the whole entire offense, when everybody's on the exact same page is when you get those truly great offensive lines and, tr- and great offenses. And so uh, I think you see as the games are going on, we're communicating better and better, and I think we'll continue to improve
5: uh, throughout the season.
0: So that's what you like to hear, the offensive line gelling. This is what preseason was about. This was about the communication process line. We don't talk about it a lot. You talk about the receivers on pace, on the same page, like we did with Hardman and Mahomes in the Cardinals game. But the offensive line's got to be on the same page, too. By the way, Tom Pellicero from NFL Network says, The Broncos are waving rookie wide receiver Seth Williams. He was a six-round pick this year from Auburn. Again, this is the stuff you're going to start filtering around, seeing fifth and six-round picks jettisoned because – there was such a crapshoot in this draft when you were relying on pro days. They were set up by the team, for the team. The NFL was not able to control things like they are at the Combine. You get these exaggerated numbers. You probably saw a lot of the 300-pounders, you know, getting running four eights, four nines in the 40. Six-round pick this year. Like, if you're a Cornell Powell, you don't like seeing that. He was a fifth-round pick, but you don't like seeing that. You don't like seeing that at all. But again, I think you're going to see this more and more in the NFL. And it's a project guy. I, I like Seth Williams. love him in college. You know, I like Seth Williams. See what he does. The guy I really liked in the sixth round was Marquez Stevenson that went to the Bills. Speedster of Houston. Had a 79-yard return the other day. Like him. He's the truth. But again, sixth round pick. Let go. Again, these guys hope they can put him on their practice squad. Because, again, I doubt you're going to grab Seth Williams through waivers and put him on your 53. Like, I doubt that's going to happen. He might be safe. Just like if Cornell Powell ends up being one of the names, and he ends up on the practice squad. It's not the end of the world because I doubt someone's going to poach him. They could take him and put him on the practice squad or whatever. I think he would stay here. The opportunity here is limitless. It really is. Being a wide receiver here, you do have a chance to get up on that roster. You do. With McCole Hardman and Byron Pringle and Demarcus Robinson, you do have more of a chance to get up there. I do think the Chiefs look hard in free agency next year. And also, I think they draft possibly a wide receiver pretty early next year in the process. But you shouldn't be shocked at all when you see, like James Palmer's going, oh, surprise, because he was a 6th round pick. Again, who cares? You watched the draft, didn't you? You remember what they said after like the 23rd pick, right around when Najee Harris? He went, potential, we still don't know a ton. He opted out like Rashawn Slater opted out this year. Get a lot of that or injury concerns. Teams didn't have the full medicals. Like, Tevin Jenkins was a guy looked upon the first round You he started hearing more and more about medicals. Well, he's out right now. Medicals. You have to be concerned with some of these things, especially the draft, because there wasn't a certainty. Some of these teams got their medicals on the day of the draft. But it's, it's why when Brett Beecher talking about the hot zone, second and third, you kind of trust it. But when you go past that, there was, even the first round wasn't guaranteed this year. It's like Sidney Rice being traded by the Jags out to uh, Seattle. Things like this having second-round pick 2017. You're going to see more and more of that this year any other year. Coming up next, one team is booing its fan fans by a gesture. Is it the right thing to do? Do players have the right to boo you back in their own way? We'll discuss that next.
3: This is Bink at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs
0: 610 Sports Radio. Try to get out of that Survivor League pick. Maybe we want Mer- Whit Merrifield. Mack Lathal. Maybe you want Brad Keller. Any one of us. Take you to the promised land. Maybe you want Shop, Sean Barber to return like he did last year. I don't know. Did you see the Mets last night? The Mets were putting thumbs down like Francisco Lindor, Kevin Pilar. I'm surprised Lindor did this since... You get all the cash. It is the New York market. They're going to boo. Philadelphia will even boo Santa Claus. The East Coast is different, man. They'll boo everything. I've been to Foxborough before. I think they boo everybody. Even if they're good, they still boo. Javi Baez, too, the new uh, Met from the Cubs. They were doing a thumbs down, showing that uh, it was basically for the fans, which the organization didn't like. They didn't like them showcasing that to the fans. This is Javi Baez from the Mets about the thumbs down gesture they were doing last night.
5: This is the boo that we get, you know. We're like we're not we're not machines. We're gonna struggle, you know. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna struggle seven times out of out of ten. And and you know, it just it just feels bad when 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 we strike when I strike out and I get boo, you know. It doesn't really get to me, but like I want I want to let them know that. What well, we should say is we're going to do the same thing to, to know how to, to let them know how, how it feels, you know, because if we win together, then we, we got to lose together, you know, and, and, and the fans are really a big part of it. So um, in my case, they, they got to be better. You know, I, I play for the fans and I love the fans. But, you know, if, if they're going to do that, they, they're just putting more pressure on the team. And, and that's not that's not what we want.
3: So are, is that a thumbs down to fans then?
5: Yeah, yeah. I mean, to let them know that, that when we when we don't get success, we're going to get booed. So we they're going to get booed when, when we when we success. So he's doing a gesture
0: to boo the fans. Mets president Sandy Alderson sent out a statement last night. Mets fans are understandably frustrated with the team's recent performance. When The players in the organization are equally frustrated, but fans at Citi Field have every right to express their own disappointment. Booing is every fan's right. 100% says the Mets will not tolerate any player gestures unprofessional in its meeting or its directed in a negative way towards our fans. I am meeting with our players and staff to convey this message. I'm sure that went over well. Grown men don't like being told what to do like that. But here's the thing. Tough it out, Mets. Fans are going to boo. They just are. No matter where you go, the guys hear it all the time. They hear the boos, the jerk or the guys jeering them, or whatever, they hear the fans. You got to tune them out. Most players say they won't, they don't hear the fans, which I say is BS because they do hear the fans. But hey, They're locked in at certain times, but in the down times, they hear what the fans are saying. The fans do buy their tickets. They do spend the time. They do go to the games. I don't know, especially in New York, if you want to be doing the gestures towards the fans. Again, you might say, well, if the fans boo, the players have a, have a right to boo them back. True. But the fans, like people don't do this stuff. And guys get booed all the time. Players just don't do this. Some do. Some you know react to the fans, or the fans are being unbearable, which they can be at times. But again, this is just part of the co- part for the course. It's just things you have to deal with. I mean, if you suck, they're gonna let you know about it. I mean, I, I'm taking the fan side in this because, well, you go out as a fan. Have I booed before? Yeah. I like booing. I went as a fan, not in the press box. I don't do it, but I went, I went to the Astros game as a fan. Did I boo Altuve? Yes. Yes, I did. Am I mature? No. But you know what? It's all part of the fun, right? You boo. Do You think the Astros, you know all the crap they're getting around at every stadium, and they were getting it so bad early on, Dusty Baker's like, "Well, no, fans are pissed because you stole a title. But they get booed everywhere. Maybe not at home because there's like 10 people to go watch the Astros games, which is really weird since they're so good, but... Regardless,
4: they don't go. I do think it's pretty funny to boo your own fans like that, to put the thumbs down.
0: Especially when they know it's, it's for you. Yeah. Because then all of a sudden Mets fan, well, screw
4: them. I mean, they're look at all get... the
0: money we're paying Lindor. We're, we're not going out there to watch this stuff. Or Javi Baez, congratulations, you came over here for the Cubs. Like, I can I can see Baez not really caring. Like, he, he wasn't even a – he was a Cub, not a Met, but now he's a Met. But
4: Aren't they just going to boo more now that they know that, like, People in New York and, like, that market is, like, kind of vindictive. Well, Kevin Pillar like says on Twitter, him, he says,
0: over. he says, I got nothing but love of New York City. I'm not a fan of, I'm not booing the fans. We are having fun. No different than earlier this year. C- come on, man. Javi Baez says they, uh, ratted they are.
4: out, yeah. Uh, something tells me Javi may not be long for New York.
0: Yeah. I, hey, Baez said if we win together, then we lose together. The fans are really a big part of it. In my case, they got to be better. I play for the fans. I love the fans. But if they're going to do that, they're just putting more pressure on the team. That's not what we want. It does help, though. Like, Mondi had a great season in September. Like, early on, it wasn't good for Mondi last year. What, he gotten in boot at the K? Probably. So, it does work out in certain cases. But, again, you have a, you're a fan. You pay the money. You go out there. And you don't have the right to throw things at the players or anything like that. But a little booing doesn't hurt anybody. I love a good boo. Yeah, we all need booed. Yeah. You're probably booing right now when I do the jersey rules. That's fine. That's <laughs> totally fair. Totally fair. But booing is part of sports. Always has been. Always will be. Thanks to Ron Copper, ArrowheadPride.com for joining us. Thanks to Grant Nicholson. Enjoyed working with you yesterday. Enjoyed working with you tonight, my friend. Turn that air conditioner down, though.
4: It's too hot. I'm trying to save a little money here, Jay.
0: And don't buy a lineman jersey. Good night, everybody.
3: This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.